Hi everybody, and welcome to Three Sheets of the Mouse. My name is Bill McKim, I'm up here on the control center, and in just a couple of minutes you're going to be out there listening to an adult-themed Disney podcast with content and language that may not be suitable for younger passengers. We're ready. Oh, great, well, Sherry says we're ready, so we'll see you out there on the podcast. Good luck. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be free. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're five average guys with a love for Disney. I'm Scott, and alongside me are four guys who think it's not right for a woman to read and also use antlers in all of their decorating. Adam. What's up? How you doing, everybody? Jason. Howdy, fellas. Mikey. Hi! And Tim. I'm not sure I want to say hi to that intro, but yeah, what's up? We're here to talk about Disney parks, Disney booze, and maybe a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the adult side of Disney with three sheets to the mouse. Before we get started, I wanted to uh, I wanted to really just talk about one uh, one post that I saw on um, on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash group slash three sheets to the mouse. Uh, Johnny Renfro had a uh, had a nice post about uh, lost kids at Disney, and I only wanted to bring this up real quick because uh, I uh, my my wife brought up a very good point, and for Mikey and and uh, Jason, we we all uh, the three of us travel with kids to uh, to Disney. Um, and I just wanted to offer one tip. Every morning before you leave the park or before you leave the hotel, take a photo of you, and, uh, of your kids outside your hotel room door so that you have it on your phone so that you can show a cast member what that child is wearing that day. Because in the, in the commotion, you're going to forget what they're wearing and you're not going to be able to quickly uh, think about what to do because uh, I'm sure it's a, an incredible panic attack. Uh, but then you have that on their phone, so you know exactly what they're wearing. You can show it to a cast member, so they can identify um, wh- wh- what the kids are wearing. Because let me tell you something: there are cameras all over Disney World, like you wouldn't believe, and they can possibly find that kid on a camera if they need to uh, have to if they have to go that far. So I just wanted to touch upon that because Johnny had a great story on our Facebook page uh, about a lost kid situation that he experienced, and uh, it had a happy ending. Uh, good on you, Johnny. It did. It had a very happy ending, and uh, I really want to applaud Johnny for taking the time That's out of his own vacation to uh, to assist right. a family. Hey, side note there, Scott. That's my boy, Blue. We um we do what the boys is. We we tattoo them. Isn't that illegal? They're the removable tattoos. No, seriously. <laughs> They're the removable <laughs> nice. tattoos. We put them on their abdomen uh, with our cell phone numbers on them, and um, especially when they were a little bit younger. If we would have got separated, they just they would tell the cast members, "Mommy and Daddy are right here." You know, and then show them the tattoo. So that was that was worst case scenario. That's a great we ordered idea. them and we put them on every time. Um, I, but uh, uh, there's nothing scarier as a parent than the thought of that. So hope nobody has to go through with that. Yeah. And and coming from experience, because I've actually been lost at Disneyland. Um, I can't tell or you how old times. you were. I, I like to. <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> I, I think the last time I got it was like seven. Um, but, uh, but my grand, my grandpa and I are actually notorious for getting lost at Disneyland. 
I we have picked him up from guest relations at City Hall at least <laughs> twelve times. So uh, this week for uh, this week for the show, we wanted to head back to the bar. Uh, we're going 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 back to bar review, uh, and for this bar review, not everything has to be in the parks or upscale or the grandiose bars like Meisner's Lounge or anything like that. We're going to the Grandstand Spirits over at the All Star Sports. Uh, I've been there. I know Mikey's been there. Anyone else? Uh, have you guys been to the Grandstand Spirits? So it's it's pretty similar to all the the uh, value resort bars at the, uh, next to the main feature pool. Uh, this one's right next to the surfboard bay pool. Uh, guests can hang loose, chill out while the kids play in the water. Watch a movie uh, at night. Watch a movie at nighttime. They um, they have the the big inflatable screens that they'll show some movies on, and it's a great way for the parents to just kick back, relax, and have a few drinks. Uh, they have the standard bar menu uh, there. One of our one of our Facebook listeners just uh just actually posted the muscata colada i think it is that's one of the standard bar drinks there scott real quick uh, is that is, is that our first booze post from the park since we've started that is our first booze post from the parks that's not us right <laughs> Fair story. i mean yeah not not from you know last year or last month or something that's 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 active participation. She'd face Get drunk. Active participation. Send news. <laughs> and we want to see that. <laughs> Michelle, uh, Michelle posted the Moscato Colada. That's a sky-infusion Moscato grape vodka with blue curacao blended with pina colada mix and topped with a passion fruit mango foam, which I believe is the same mango foam they use at LeFou's Brew. Nice. Uh, that's ten fifty. It's not a bad deal. Uh, it looks delicious. It's It's like a frozen slushy drink and that looks awesome they also sell that at all the all-star um the all-star bars uh but one of the other ones i've had was the grand margarita which is uh jose cuervo gold uh grand marnier lime juice and sweet and sour and they blend they mix it up uh either on the rocks or they can blend it and make it frozen for you mikey what'd you have there i had the uh, the big island iced tea which is, I, I'm guessing, kind of uh, their take on the Long Island iced tea. Now, this is one of the, well, it is the only um, lounge that I, I've made it to um, on property in my one trip because we stayed at All-Star Sports. And, you know, I, it's funny. I swore that we weren't, I wasn't going to drink when I got down there because I knew it would just be a lot more expensive than anywhere else. But after our first full day at um animal kingdom where it was hot uh no i i I absolutely went um straight for the hooch when we got back to the hotel (laughs) and you went didn't you go in like september october september and there's there's no cool time for animal kingdom i don't care if it's snowing animal kingdom (laughs) will be a sweltering mess You'll, it'll be raining in Animal Kingdom because it'll leave, it, it'll start evaporating as soon as it hits the foliage. But yeah, it was in September. Um, you know, we we didn't get a chance to swim, but I at least you know did my my share and took part in the uh, the grandstand lounge there. Um, and you know, it was it was it was a good drink. It wasn't uh, it wasn't it wasn't bad. I, I, as I recall, I slept well and didn't yell at anybody, so I must have enjoyed it. <laughs> And uh, that one is is basically um, let's pour the bar into a glass 
that is uh, Pow Maui Handmade Vodka, uh, Sammy's Beach Bar Rum, Hendrix, Contro, Sweet and Sour, and a Splash of Coke. It's the King's Cup. It is. Sounds good. I enjoy I've never it. had a Long Island iced tea, actually. I'll, I'll admit that. You've never had a Long Island? I've never, I've never really wanted to have one. I've never really thought about it, like, actually. Really? Ever? Like, not even, like, at no, a, like I, a I, frat party or anything? No, we had Jungle Juice. Mm-hmm. Um, kegs. Single malt scotch? No, I just can't. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> oh, man, no. I was going to the wrong fucking parties. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Adam's had over Black there drinking Velvet. Zima. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Sad so story. I like Zima. <laughs> no. Zima's making a comeback. It is. Yeah. No. They're is making a comeback. Yes, it, it just came out. It's not yes, bad. It's a Zima good will be. Yeah. I want to say Why? I think I like the Zima gold. <laughs> why, why would you make mistakes twice? <laughs> Glutton for punishment. Well, they brought back Crystal Pepsi. Uh, hmm. Yeah, well, for Crystal Meth Heads. Well, <laughs> there's a market for everybody. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. And and to all of our crystal meth head listeners, I mean nothing derogatory by that. <laughs> uh, but you can you can find at the grandstand pretty much the standard drink menu. They have uh, a bunch of different uh, concoctions that that sound really good. So uh, if you find yourself like uh, like Michelle over at the grandstand spirits, take a photo of your Moscato Colado. And uh, and enjoy and show uh, show us what you're drinking. Always show us what you're drinking. You know what? I'm going to say you ain't even got to be in the parks. Show us <laughs> what you're drinking. No, fair story. No, I was at the liquor store just on Saturday, and I shared a picture of a nice selection of Unibrow, which is um, a Canadian beer company up in uh, up up near like Newfoundland, I think, and uh, they make some damn good beers. You can find them at both. The Brown Derby and uh, La Cellier on property. The um, really score is taking a picture and showing us what you're drinking. It is um, really your way of toasting us, and we appreciate that. I mean, I, I like yes. that. I mean, that is your toast to us. I don't care if you're sitting at home in, in the bathtub with bubbles. <laughs> P- or without P- bubbles. PG rated Same with news. bubbles. You know what? I. I'm in that fucking out. <laughs> Jason, I will take That's a bubble the- bath when I'm in Disney, and, and I'll, I'll send you a picture. And he's not talking about his beer. And send, a, send us some oh, beer. No. Just toast us, and, and that's awesome. But, yeah, we, we, have, we really want to see what you're drinking. Even if it's just at home, show us your Disney drinks when you make them at home. Uh and toast us. We'll toast you back. Yes. We, we love we love interacting with you, and uh, we like the group dynamic as it goes. Uh, we hope that you enjoy it as well, and uh, we want to thank you for joining us when, on the uh, on the group. And invite all your drunk friends. Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. It's not a party if everybody's sober. This week, I wanted to uh, pass it off to Tim. Tim is going to host us for our feature this week. Uh, Tim, what are we doing? All right, this week we're going back to Epcot. And uh, we're going to hit, hit up Future World. And the pavilion that is now known as the Seas with Nemo and Friends. It opened up as the Living Seas. Uh, it was supposed to be uh, an opening day attraction, although it never made it as an opening day attraction. It made the 
1978 and the 1979 WED uh, promo videos, but due to a shift in the ride taking more of a serious tone, it was rescheduled to open in 1984, but it also missed that opening. It didn't actually open until January 15th, 1986. Um, but a couple of things about the ride. When they first uh, designed the ride, the whole pavilion, it was supposed to be a ride that was going to be narrated and hosted by Poseidon. It was going to be called the Cradle of Life, and it was going to take up most of the actual, the whole pavilion. Um, when it switched to a more serious tone, that's when we got the... Sea Cab's ride that it ended up opening with, and all of the other separate little, I guess you call them vignettes, or separate tanks with the, um, the marine life tank, and the um, deep sea tank, and the uh, ocean exploration tank, and then the actual gigantic main attraction tank, which until 2005 was the biggest saltwater tank in the world. Um... And over time, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know if it was through lack of interest or whatever, um, United Technologies, which sponsored the pavilion in the beginning, decided to pull out in 1998. And that started, I guess, the beginning of the end of the pavilion as we know it. Um, first went the hydrolators, which was the ride, well, so-called ride system that you <laughs> took after the pre-show movie to get to the... Um, Omnimover ride. It was supposed to be kind of like an elevator that took you down to the bottom of the uh, yes aquarium, yes. right? Yes. But it, and I, I fell for it. I fell for <laughs> it. The first time I wrote it, I fell for it. In uh, I've I've only been on the uh, the original attraction once uh, when I was there in two thousand. I went back and looked at this thing. I gotta say. For 1986, this is phenomenal Agreed. special effect engineering oh, that I that I think today would be recreated with just some LED video screens, and it would look it would look good. Don't get me wrong; it would look good. But the effect that they had in 1986, these things were essentially what was that? Six windows on the outside on the inside of this like room, and these uh, these six windows would have conveyor belts with a rock texture that would go up and down and like around it, like a, almost like a treadmill kind of fashion and it was they were behind it water was right amazing yes there was yeah, behind behind water. bubbles and, there was a, and all that a stuff. bubble yeah. screen in front of yep. the rock wall so that would actually make the bubbles will go up in time with the rock wall moving sort of like that rock more treadmill thing moving it really gave the impression that you were going down an elevator shaft it, and it was for awesome. those waiting outside for the next elevator hydrolator they, they were the they were surrounded by water on the outside as well. So as you're sitting there, whenever one was supposed to be descending, the water around the hydrolator would start to bubble as well. And, and really lights would, would start up and lights would go down, like, mm -hmm. you know, the side yes. of the elevator or whatever. It would look like it was going down and the bubbles would start. I mean, yeah, I, I saw a video of it and I was like, damn, this is, this is really cool. I mean, on the outs they, they sell it on the outside. And then yeah. when you get in it, they sell it on the inside. And I mean, I, I was, you know, if 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 you didn't know, yeah, I I would probably walk out thinking, oh my, my ears should be popping, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because it supposedly brought you down four levels, and then you would see the actual on the side of the hydrolator outside, it would light up. You know, you're at this level, you're at that level, and then this level, and then all of a sudden you're at the bottom. 
and then the doors on the opposite side would open up, and you really did feel like you went somewhere underground or under the sea. Uh, but the funny story was the first time we wrote it, my aunt would not go on it because she actually did believe that we were going down and underwater, and she she wouldn't go on it. <laughs> so we went on it. Cast member pulled her aside and said, "Just come this way." So by the time we got off the hydrolator on the other side, my aunt's sitting there waiting for us with her youngest daughter. I said, well, how'd you get down here so fast? She said, what do you mean get down here? I just walked through that door right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She Wizard I, of oz you. There you go. So was that believable? She took the express elevator. Yeah, it, really it was. It was that believable. Was. And even if you watch some of the videos of it now, I mean, you see the post. Uh, uh, if you go on YouTube, you can find them everywhere. Oh, you see the faces of these little kids that get on this thing, and they actually the, the look of horror on their faces because they think they're going underwater. It's it's they did they sold sold it really well. And, and like I said, it's something that today, if they were to do that, would just be recreated with LED screens, yeah. um, and not have nearly the same like physical effect that you it wouldn't would, have that punch. That you felt, yeah, it wouldn't have the same. It wouldn't have the same wow factor uh, because you actually saw water there. Uh, and then the, these rock walls go by. It was amazing, really, and a testament to, to WDI at that time. Uh, they were, you know, that's back when you pulled out all the stops and made real physical effects work. Yes, yep. practical effects. Well, then the uh, the sea cab ride itself closed in 2002, and they just actually left the ride system in place and just boarded up that section of the queue. What was and the by C-Cab? then? It was an Omni Mover ride okay. that. Well, it's now, you can actually go through part of it with the new um, Nemo ride. But the, what they did was they blocked off one side of the tank that you, you go through. Right. This is the section where you have the, um, they put the projections of Mr. Ray and Nemo. Oh. Yeah, because the clams all, the all face one, one way, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they, t- they turn, they were open-faced. The old sea cabs were open-faced, and you could see on all sides and on the, on the top as well. It originally was supposed to be a glass oh. tube that you went through, but then they, I guess for the final ride, they just built that tunnel and had windows on all three sides. They saw Jaws 2 and were like, no. Yeah, it can't be playing <laughs> like this. <laughs> and then in 2005, the attraction completely closed for refurb. And that's when we got the um, all the, the Nemo references. It, it opened again in October 2007. We had the the Seas with Nemo and Friends Omni Mover ride. You had Turtle Talk with Crush, and then through the main Sea Base Alpha area is when they added, you know, all the uh, other little bits and pieces with Bruce, and uh, the the small little tanks with all the Nemo's friends, what they called it. But they did keep the things like the um, the manatee area, and the um, the main tank was essentially unchanged, and then they had the Dolphin Research Center, which. To touch upon that really quick, last time we were there, we actually stayed and watched the dolphin show. And they they ask these dolphins to do these, I don't know if you want to call them tricks or behaviors, but they don't force the dolphins to participate. If the dolphins don't feel like participating, there's no show. That's one thing they pride themselves on is they don't overburden the um, animals. They don't do make them do anything they don't want to do. So if they don't want to do it, sorry guys, no show. And I, we so kind of like that. It's, yes, it's not SeaWorld or any of these other aquariums that you see that they actually make these animals do these things. We just thought that was actually nice. pretty cool. Well, they are mammals. Yep. 
Now, one of my favorite memories about the Dolphin, uh, the Dolphin show, has nothing to do with me personally there. The Corey and Topanga episode oh, when they go to Disney World. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that episode. Ladies and gentlemen, it took four <laughs> episodes to get a Boy Meets World reference. It was going to happen sooner or later. I love that show back in the day. I'm surprised and, it took us four episodes. Topanga. And, and mainly because they spent a lot of time at Epcot. That's where they, that's where they reunited, had their kiss in front of the Fountain of Nations. <laughs> it scares me a little bit that you still remember all this shit. <laughs> I have a mind like a steel trap, Adam. Uh, but but back to uh, back to the pavilion now. I, I do like what they've done with it. I I have been there multiple times since they've redone it. I only I only went once before it was completely shut down and refurbed to the seas with Nemo and friends. I think it's a phenomenal pavilion. It engages kids to. And I hate to I hate to be. Epcot fanboy, but get back to the edutainment that Epcot was. Right. Uh, it, you know, if 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 my if my son were to go on uh, the the old Living Seas ride, he would probably hate it um, because the the most famous part of that that ride is the video, the and it rained, and it rained, and it rained, and it rained. The deluge. As narrated and, and by the, Jessica Rabbit herself. <laughs> it, yeah. That is the sexiest, uh, I, I, what would you call that, educational video? I don't know, but I mean, I can, <laughs> Richard Attenborough puts no, me to wait, shame. No, hold on. You give me, you hold give on. me Kathleen Turner, and I'm thinking Hell Romancing yeah. the Stone, Jessica <laughs> Rabbit. I'm there. I mean, I'm boing, <laughs> <laughs> Complete with Roger Rabbit sound effects. Yes. But it's a it's a great ride. It's a great way for uh, for kids now to learn about the ocean and learn about ocean life. And uh, we spent a lot of time just roaming around the uh, upper level of Sea Base Alpha and looking at the tanks and, and watching the fish go by and, and just watch them. And, it, and it's a phenomenal way to to learn about them. Um, but my son loved it up there. You see, I kind of disagree with the whole Nemo overlay through that ride. It kind of dumbed it down a lot and a little bit too much for me, where the actual ride is now all about Nemo. It's all about the friends. You're not seeing the fish. I, I just, you know, all right. When I first went on that ride, and I did go on that ride as a kid because I was there around the time Epcot first opened, I couldn't wait to get down there and get and be surrounded by that to be surrounded by all of sea life. I mean, it, it blew my mind as a kid. I mean, granted, you do have that in other places now. Like I want to say the Atlantic Aquarium has a beautiful tunnel where you can be in, totally enclosed with it. But it it, mm -hmm. it 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 dumbed it down to the point where it's it's not that right. You can't tell me you get any educational value off of that. It's basically the retelling of Nemo. Afterwards, yeah, yeah sea base, what, what they turned sea base alpha into is educational. But there is nothing about that ride that's educational, in my opinion. No, not the ride itself. The ride itself is, is just it's a fun. dark ride. ride. It's, a, it's a standard dark ride. It's fun. You're right. It's, it's not educational whatsoever. Um, but it's fun. The queue is amazing. I mean, can we, can we all agree that? Yes, the queue is amazing. Yeah. I like, I it's love long. It's a lot of walking. Because it's, and it's you always kind of have a to walk minute. it because there's never a line. Yeah, 
It's a 10-minute line. See, and the way it's designed, Nine of it's walking. Is, it's kind of like the armrest in a movie theater because does your hand touch the thing and does who who has the right-of-way on the fucking rail? Don't touch my hands. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about on that queue. Yes. Um, going back going yes. back to that, that ride, though, um, I, I, see, me personally, I think it's a perfect segue into opening up the, the ocean to, like, my boys. Um, my only regret is like our first time, we didn't know if we were going to come back. We pushed them through. And in hindsight, this was something where they've never seen any of this stuff before. And if they, and they did, they were younger at the, um, in, uh, the Harbor at, or what is that fucking in, in Maryland there, Baltimore at the aquarium there. But, um, you know, I guess the only advice I can give somebody is, especially if you're there for your first time. Let the wonderment sink in for your little ones. I mean, let, let them absorb it. You know, because we pushed them out, we rushed them out. You know, because we had we had ADRs. We got we need to see this. We need to see that. And I regretted that. And so, whenever we go there, we let them have that time to just look. And when they're ready to go, we go. But um, I, see, I now, love it. I, I love the whole building. See now, I have a question though. Like, does that does the ride actually? contain that does the ride actually lead into that or if you walked into that building and just let the kids wander around i don't have kids i don't plan on having kids i have dogs and cats like that building could be pretty much anywhere without that ride and i don't think it would make a difference especially well, where it is well i th i think the way that the way to segue to that is that in order to get into the to the pavilion now you kind of have to go through the ride you're kind of ushered in well you can yeah. you can go around the back but you're kind of ushered in through the ride i mean that is that draws you in as that's supposed to be the main entrance and yes you can go through the back but it's kind of an uh, around the way that's not advertised as that's where you walk in so you walk in through the ride and that kind of like segues you into the actual sea base alpha right now. but if that ride wasn't there would it I, matter that's my question no well if the ride if the ride wasn't there, I'll be honest. If the ride wasn't I'll there, be honest with most you, people would, would probably it. skip that entire pavilion. I would skip the ride. Yeah, I agree. We'd skip the whole. Well, we would skip yeah, the whole thing. And, and as an adult, we went on our first trip. We went as an adult. And, you know, we did we did Nemo and we did Turtle, and um, you know, to be honest, uh, I knew there were fish there somewhere, but by God, they weren't at either of those places. So. When they were done, we left, and I missed the whole, uh, the whole, the, the whole seas pavilion, basically, as far as I'm concerned, because I would have wanted to go down there and seen the lockout chamber and um, you know all the rest of the stuff they had in some of the aquariums. But we, I mean, it was just it wasn't like here, come this way to have a great time. It was more like do this and do that. Now we we finished and we followed all the other people who were walking out the door because nobody was going back there to to see the rest of the pavilion so i'm i'm kind of like adam if if i i don't know that the, that the ride actually adds to the pavilion but i mean it's 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 a cool ride I mean, everybody loves nemo and seeing seeing everything uh you know the, the characters projected there in an actual you know aquatic environment was kind of cool see and that's and that's one of the one of the things I don't like about the ride is that when you get off there, there is a direct line of exit to the exit of the pavilion. It's not like before 
where you had to go through some of the exhibits in order to get to the exit of the attra- uh, right. of the pavilion. That's, that's the second set of hydrolators. Yeah, I mean, because there's so much to do there. Like, like Mikey said, the lockout chamber is when a really cool show when to watch. To, I think out of the works. last five times but we were to, there, it worked maybe twice. But I've I've never. Uh, that's uh, weird because I've never not seen it work. The diver always goes through his thing. They chamber. He goes halfway up, and it's kind of cool to you know because I've never been scuba diving. I've only ever been snorkeling. It's kind of cool to see. How uh, you know how they control their buoyancy, uh, how they control uh, the, the the oxygen tanks, the regulators. It's pretty cool. I guess my point is though that you can move that ride, those rides, any place else, and it wouldn't matter. You have this huge tank that's totally not being really used well, in my opinion. I mean, like people are missing it. They they think that's all that is are those two little attractions really it's it's not the it was never the point of that pavilion to be about those two rides or two attractions it was about the seas and it's lost in my opinion agreed i think if they would have ended the uh the ride on the second level where you would have to pass by that giant main tank and look at it maybe it would probably be better served but you know at the same time then you're talking now, now those that are, uh, you know, handicap or uh, have to use an ECV or some sort of assistance, now they have to go through an elevator or well, that would uh, have know, been some other redoing the whole ride. That they just yeah. reused the track and they just added that in. They didn't really yeah. renovate that ride. They really they just oh this is what we have. We're gonna shoehorn in some characters and be done with it. And that's exactly well, they... what they did. They yeah, short. Good. They shortened the ride just a little bit and then made the exit closer to the actual exit of the pavilion. And unfortunately, that has changed a little bit of the, I guess, of the nuance of trying to immerse people in the in the sea base, immerse them in this, that you're in this, like, research facility where you're actively participating in, in some sort of, like, deep exploration. Right. I, I mean, my thing is, I, I think they half-assed the renovation of this whole pavilion i mean if you walk in there now after you come out of the the seas with um nemo and friends dark ride i guess you could say the the interior of sea base alpha just looks yes. dated still the the main mm-hmm. tanks look like they they haven't been touched in years i mean and i understand the logistics of do, draining that tank and refreshing it is probably good a nightmare yeah. But, I mean, you, you're talking. The, this is was a one of the showpieces to Epcot it's back bland. in the '80s, and now it still looks like it's stuck in the '80s. Even now, after after a you know a refurb, what now it's been on ten years. It, it just it it looked half assed yeah. then, and it looks even worse now. And yeah. I, it, that saddens me because it was one of my favorite pavilions as a kid. Now, um, Tim and Adam, I. I... I'm resistant to believe that you have actually done Turtle Talk with Crush. We did. Yes. You did? Yep. Oh. It yes. was actually our... Color me surprised. It was actually it, our first trip. It just opened when we won. It was our second trip. It opened in 2007. That was our second trip. We took no. the trip with our family, with our nieces. Turtle Talk with Crush opened prior to the rest of the pavilion opening. Yeah, that was first. Yeah. That, they opened that first. And then they opened... Um, 
And then they opened uh, the the no, under the sea a restaurant and, and there's some whatever it's called. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Were you gonna hit that, Tim? I apologize. Go ahead. I'm gonna cut that part out. Go ahead. No, you can, you can leave that in there, Carl. We frustrated, right? Yeah, we ate there uh, once or twice, and uh, it's okay. I mean, the view is phenomenal. I mean, it overlooks the main tank, and you can sit there and eat and watch the fish swim by. But the restaurant itself seems dated. The food is mediocre at best. I mean, it's and okay. it, that yeah, that restaurant could definitely use to be updated it, it and needs redone. A, it needs a new menu. The the food there isn't terrible. It's no, it's, it's not. Good. It's, just, it's not memorable. It's no, it's just good. It's mediocre. It, it needs more than a new menu, though. It needs a place for people to actually wait. There's no yes. lounge. There's no yes. bar area. You just end up like standing in this little hallway while you're waiting for your table, and it's just, it, it it's not a comfortable experience. I mean, yes, great, you get to look at the tank, but there there's no place to stand, and the food is kind of great if you like seafood. If you do not like seafood, and then you're also looking out the window while eating your dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a little I'll creepy. Your friends, but it's really cool. It's really cool to sit in there. It's it's. It's very dimly lit. Uh, it's got a beautiful, uh, huge, I would say, probably a 75-foot-wide uh, aquarium wall where it looks out into the main tank, and every seat has a great view of the aquarium, too. Um, the the best, uh, the, I guess the easiest way to fix Adam's issue with this is move that entrance out. There's a huge, huge courtyard right outside. Mm-hmm. Add on to that building, yeah. build in a lounge, build in some waiting room, build in some restrooms because you're right, Adam, there's nowhere to go nope. once you go check in. You basically go check in at the desk and then wait outside until your buzzer sounds. And it's a it's a you know, it's a piss poor start to what could be a great restaurant. It's also not the easiest restaurant to find. No, I mean no, again, it's, it's literally the all, the, all the, the way in the back, and it... I'll be honest with you. Rachel wanted okay. ADR at this time, and we've been there a few times. I mean, five, six, seven times. I never knew there was a freaking mm-hmm. restaurant there. Yeah, you wouldn't, unless you knew about it and watched a video about it or read a book. There's no way you would know it because there's no there's no advertisement for it. Yet, you can wait for a table for a good 20 minutes after your ADR time with no place to go. Yeah. And, and, no, that, and that's, that's a real that's issue. That's a huge problem. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're uh, doing it this trip only because, again, Ethan really loves the fish tank. And so we figured uh, that's a great way for us to, uh, to entertain him while we eat and don't require the use of an iPad. Makes sense. And, and don't I fucking judge that. me. Dude, I, I last thing I do is judge parents now because whatever works. And when, <laughs> whatever yeah, listen, yeah, works, Whatever man. keeps your kid occupied. Well, the, the pavilion also has one of the most luxurious lounges in Epcot, which is called the Living Seas Salon. It used to be the United Technologies Lounge. Um, and they used to hold it for United Technologies employees and and conferences um now it is used for special events and weddings and i i mean i looked up pictures and videos of this online and it is absolutely stunning and to see that 
the way, way that looks and then the way the rest of the pavilion looks. I mean, as why can't they do that with the rest of the pavilion? And this is, you know, this is kind of where I've been very privileged. My um, my friends who work for Disney had their rehearsal dinner in that lounge in that uh, in that event space. Tim, I can't even begin to describe how awesome it was in there. Uh, again, the food is okay. It's the same food as downstairs. But yeah, they show the kitchen. Yeah, they show the same but kitchen. the space is amazing. You have almost floor to ceiling windows into the aquarium. You have these like benches that sit uh, at the bottom of these floors. So there's like a, I would say like a 18 inch or 20 inch high bench at the bottom of each of these windows, and you can sit there and watch the fish and have a drink. And just enjoy it. I mean, it's a huge, huge space. Well, who uses this now? I mean, I'm looking at pictures of this, and I'm going, you got to be fucking kidding me. So you can hire it out. You can have a wedding there. You can have a party. Yeah, weddings. uh, Weddings, what they do is they they take you backstage all the way around Epcot, and then there's a private entrance in the back of Epcot to go into the the Living Seas uh, Lounge. It's, It's a really great space, and I, you know, if anyone is considering getting married there, Invite me. Invite all of us. I'll bring a gift. I mean, we'll, we'll invite we'll all of you. Rings. We'll bring gifts. Hey, you need, you know, groomsmen because I'm sure we I'll can... wear. I'll wear a skirt. I'll be Hell a best yeah, man. I'll be a, I'll be a bridesmaid. Yeah, this is that's a pretty that's. <laughs> I'll be a waiter. I I, I work there for you. Just yeah. We'll, hey, we'll, if somebody's willing to pay, I'll have my wedding there. That's not a problem. We'll we'll get reimagined. I mean, the glass <laughs> piano. Come on now, look at that thing. I can. That's awesome. Dang. I can deliver. I can deliver one hell of a best man speech. So if you want to uh, invite us. Please do so. Reach us, reach out to us at uh, Three Sheets Podcast or Three Sheets to the Mouse at Gmail dot com. You invite, invite me, us. and I'll send you nudes. <laughs> <laughs> My thinking is that they 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 can actually even turn that into a lounge area attached to Coral Reef. That would you know, and and unfortunately, there's it's a it's a hard way it's a hard way to get into the um, it's a difficult way to get into the lounge. From from the pavilion, because you kind of have to go like back door entrance, and um, well, I'm sure they can make it. I'm sure you could, but uh, but uh, honestly, the best way to to plus that restaurant up is just to extend that fucking entrance, uh, 150 square feet, and put a put a freaking bar in there. Hey, get rid of that carriage corral that's right outside. Yeah. It just, I don't know. There's a, there's a, that pavilion is going through a bit of an identity crisis in me. It, it to me, it doesn't know what it huh. wants to be. It, it, it's half. It's mostly Pixar now. Yeah. It, it's not even. It, it's not really anything to do with anything. It's Pixar and some fish. But so, if it, and the only reason if why it didn't have the uh, the Pixar theming and the Nemo theming, do you think it would have the draw to get children in there at all? No, but but then do it through the whole thing. Like, link, make it more cohesive. There's such a day and night mm. difference between parts of that pavilion where it's either extreme science or Pixar, and it's like the two don't sort of meet, but kind of don't at the same time. I mean, if you go watch the dolphin the dolphin show, and in that little area, you don't see any kind of picture evidence at all do you have it on some of the stuff on sea bass alpha on the first floor the second floor has nothing no. to do with pixar no they don't and i think and they're it, it, it's it's a disconnect for me 
and I, if you theme that properly, you would get more people up there, in my opinion. I think their their thought was, well, let's just pull people into the pavilion by Nemo and do all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to spend the extra money to do the uh, to the, do the top floor. We'll just hope they won't notice. Well, it's not even that they don't notice. It's people are actually just missing out on the rest of the pavilion. And that's the real thing there. It's not acting as anything. Unless you're, like, signing up for a dolphin exhibit or know what's there, half the people miss it. At least more than more than half the people miss it on their first trip or their first ride or walk. I missed it. Yeah. I knew it was there, but I couldn't find it. You know, it just – it wasn't – I knew it was there, but it wasn't – it wasn't where, you know, like like Scott said, you go in, you do the Nemo, and you walk out, and you're like, oh, okay, well, let's go to another attraction, you know, because we go from yeah. daylight to dark to daylight. And, th- and mm-hmm. that's and that's really the the bad layout of the pavilion is that when you get off the the clammobiles, and you see this line of people making a beeline for the exit because it's not far. I mean, you make a left and 150 feet there, uh, thereafter, you can see the open doors, and that's where the exit is. So people just walk right through it. Well, it's that, then turtle talk, and then out. Yeah. And it's usually in yes. that order. I mean, and, and you watch people do it all the time. And turn around, looking back, it's like, oh, this was all there, and I just totally missed it. Now, with any with yeah. Epcot upgrades, with um, the speculation of changes in Epcot, do you think any money is going to – because the thing is, is, like you said, that is an absolute must, and it must be updated. What are your speculations on mm-hmm. money and changes that are going to be dumped into that, or shut down completely? No, I, I, they won't shut it down. I don't think they're going to shut it down completely. But uh, especially given the popularity of Finding Dory, um, I think you can just probably see maybe some more added to it, especially involving Dory. But I don't know if they're going to focus their attention on that particular pavilion. Since fi- I mean, there's already talk of doing Universe of Energy. You've got two or three other buildings that are completely empty and unused innovations. in Epcot now. Um, I think that's probably going to be, yeah, mm-hmm. innovations. The, um, yeah, there's there's w- there's the... way too much to do at Epcot to spend any money here. Yeah. I mean, this is in, in turn. I can see it for our phase two. Yeah, pro- yeah I, that's maybe. what I was thinking. Phase two, but in terms of in terms project. of plussing up, uh, this is a this is a brand new attraction considering the rest of Epcot. I mean. Yeah, uh, I mean, there there's parts of Epcot that have not been touched since 1982. It's true. And, uh, I mean, I can think of at least a dozen other parts of Epcot that need attention before the seas even gets touched. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, but I, I can see them doing something with it, and I hope they add more entertainment, I mean, um, education to it. And listen, use the characters. Use the Nemo characters. You know, use Mr. Ray. Give some education classes using Mr. Ray. You know, that's what he does in there's the movie. A, so use it there's a ride. section over by uh, Turtle Talk where Mr. Ray has kind of a, an appearance and he's got a video and the guy that does the voice for Mr. Ray, he's got a, he's got a video there that talks about um, uh, saving, saving the manatees and saving uh, different uh, species in the sea. It's a phenomenal pavilion. It really is. And for anyone who's but, ever had an aquarium. You see, there's the disconnect for me right there. Why is that downstairs when the manatee viewing is upstairs? You can view the manatees downstairs, too. You can. There's, there are two levels. You can see them at the bottom yeah, and a, then up yeah. at the top. 
Right, but the but like, why wouldn't you bring that upstairs to bring more people upstairs? Well, and that's and that's. But here's here's the thing. You can, I think, what they need to do is draw more attention to those exhibits. You know, usher people into those areas. You know, I maybe maybe the only upgrade I would say is find some way to require people to walk by the bottom portion of the of the aquariums and say, "Oh wow, there's stuff up here. Oh, and look, there's a staircase and an escalator that goes up to the to the second floor. Let's go check that out." See, in my honest opinion, the whole pavilion needs a lot of help. The tank has seen better days. The amount yeah. of fish in that tank has been dropping significantly. <laughs> Every fucking year, and it scoop seems. up the flow, and there's no sorry. color there's left no in the color. tank. It's bland. It's gray. Yeah, it's, it's, bland. it's, it's all gray. Yeah. It's all gray. It looks like a dead reef. It looks like a dead reef. Well, right? it, there, there's there's no. Oh, look, we're gonna see more dead reef. Who wants to walk at that? Yeah. I mean, the the tank needs to be. There has to be something done with the upgrades in the tank itself. The tank is the biggest problem of this pavilion, and the biggest draw at the same time. I think they need to have a special exhibit dedicated to Cory and Topanga. Truth be told, if they were to if they were to make like a shrine to their love Just and affection, wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that draw you in? No, only a ferrix no. there. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> <laughs> you mean plays with squirrels? Yes. About four of our listeners got that. I just yeah, Kate and who else? I. I... <laughs> Speaking of that, she left a really nice review. Is it? By the way. And she yes, dropped an F bomb in, uh, in the in the in the, the chat thing there, which was in the Facebook yeah. group. Cool. Freaked me out a little bit. Her third F bomb of her life, <laughs> uh, by the way. <laughs> Uh, but did, did anyone did anyone here see Finding Dory? I did. I did not. And yes, and yes. if you have if you have seen it, see to me that's what that aquarium should look like. Yeah. Yes. And absolutely. And that's that. That would be an incredible draw. And look, and it's nothing like that at all. No, it's nowhere near. That's it. the first first thing I said when we saw that movie. Is like this is what the yes. seas needs Agreed. to be. You see, but this is Agreed. what Disney needs to do. In order to do that, they would need. To expand that pavilion, like, almost tenfold. They would need to make almost a secondary animal kingdom for, like, the aquarium. There, there would be no other way to do that. Yeah, no. And I, I just is, don't think the money's there for that or the draw. Well, no. Just you don't even have to make quality. it as big. What, make what the I'm quality Make it more playful. Make, yeah, you know. You know, I don't know how many people do this, but when you're in when you're in a building in Disney, look up at the ceiling. Just look up at the ceiling and see what's up there. And if you look up at the ceiling of this this uh, Sea Base Alpha, there's nothing up there. There's there's no theming other than what's right in front of your face at eye level, and that's the sad part. You could easily, I mean, there's a it's a it's a sixty foot ceiling. You could easily put uh, some theming up there. You could put some like uh, like in Finding Dory, you could put large mammals or large uh, aquatic life. Well, I mean, uh, just about any aquarium you go to has that. Well, and so Disney doesn't do it. In the original yeah. plans, when Tim was researching and I was watching some of the videos, it was actually supposed to be a glass dome. That would have been really and cool. it was, 
That would have been cool. It would have been awesome. But again, I guess with Florida weather and everything like that, that probably wouldn't have gone over too well. And the Florida sun with an algae bloom in a fish tank, if you ever want a fish yeah. tank, that would have been nightmarish. Yep. So I, I can see why it didn't happen. Yeah. But, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't mind to see a dome shape with that kind of thing. I mean, you see it in freaking natural history museums all the time, too. Yeah. But, I, I, I mean, I like the pavilion. I, I go in there whenever we go to Disney it, World. I, I enjoy... still love the pavilion, but it just needs some love. It does. It does need love. But unfortunately, there's way too much at Epcot that also needs love and money. Um, you know, that th- there's no way they can sit there and spend any. They can't really spend much more than a few minor tweaks to the to the move or to the uh, Finding uh, Nemo ride where they throw in some extra get. characters See, on the CGI. Or um, or adding characters to Turtle Talk with uh, that that were in Finding Dory. See, they did that. Already, you won't get they? anything more than that, really. I mean, See, the whole thing is with that, yeah, though, they did is that. if you don't update this pavilion, isn't it going to look severely dated against all the new stuff? Well, and, I, and, I, and that's why I think you're right, Adam. They'll do a phase two where phase one will be rehab stuff that time. is godforsaken and Neo. hasn't been touched since 1983. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey, come on! I still love Captain Rhett. Neo. <laughs> I am better than Honey. Sorry, I, I love Captain Neo. Oh. Who doesn't? I, I... <laughs> that that is another show. That's here. another show I for another day. We've been talking about that. <laughs> What's in there now is a hundred times better. You know what? You know what? Private show between Tim and I. Just be the, the yeah, we... two of us. We can, we can do a and mystery Mikey, science Mikey Captain Neo. Three, theater 3000 review of Captain Neo. Good luck to the both of you. I have no desire to watch that fucking thing ever again. <laughs> Holy shit. Come on. I was just listening to the soundtrack the other day. Yeah. Thank God. But, <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully there is, there is some, uh, there are some upgrades coming to, uh, to the seas pavilion. Um, don't change oh, the great. don't mine? change the okay. uh, mine? the mine? seagulls on the outside. Yes. I love those. Mine, 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 mine. 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 I think keep love the queue. The queue is good. There's nothing wrong with the queue. No, it's really it's really cool. It's really Im- immersive. I love the way it goes from uh, you're on the beach to going under the pier to going deep down into like this uh, like. Uh, like deep in the sea where there's like the uh, the submarine there, uh, and like you, you could really feel like you're, you're See, deep I would in the like ocean. There. It's to, really cool. To I love it. Actually, open up that ride to be what it was. I would love to see that whole kind of tunnel feeling again, because you're missing everything on the other side, and it it, it 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 suffers for that. I can see a dark ride anywhere. If I really want to see a dark ride, I'll go back to the Magic Kingdom and ride freaking um Ariel's. Whatever the fuck that ride's called, I can't think of it. Under the sea. Yeah, that. I mean, but that to me, that ride can be placed anywhere. Make it Epcot. Make it something that you can actually can yeah. only make get Epcot there. Epcot great again. Hello. Do they make a Do they make a T-shirt for that, Mikey? Uh, I believe they do. I think they do. <laughs> I think you can find it at. Uh... 
The Magical Meltdown, www.themagicalmeltdown.com. You'll find links to a store where you can get a shirt that says Make Epcot Great Again. And it's a hell of a huh. lot better than all the other shirts that say to Make Epcot Great Again. You got a, you, you got a big day tomorrow. What time are you getting up tomorrow? I'm going to have to, uh, I, I got to get up at um, probably around 6.30 my time. And then drive three hours to take uh, my boy to his cancer treatment at the children's hospital here. So um, I'm probably going to have to uh, make my dismissal at this point and tell everybody to just uh, keep it magical in your lives. Because Disney's everywhere. You can find hidden Mickeys walking down the road. So it's, it's one, of the, one of the greatest things. Ever. If you're in the right mindset... You know, the the wonderful world of Disney never leaves the parks. True that. Amen. Also, I was that's drinking a... um, ja- uh, whiskey and Coke, so that's what I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why he's really emotional right now. Yeah, you, you... We promise no more whiskey during recording well, nights, I, Mikey. I, I promise no less. <laughs> <laughs> I promised one. I only, I only had one. Bottle of whiskey, fair, with my can uh. of coke. <laughs> hey, listen, Mikey. Before you get going, man. Um, Salute. Uh, we'll keep you in your thoughts, all right? We're uh, we're yeah. Boston yeah. strong. I Always. mean, we're gonna see him through this, man. We're gonna we're gonna get that where it's it's done. No more chemo. We're gonna get that where he's gonna be freaking full head of hair for the rest of his life uh god bless him and i mean yeah it just started falling out this week and we we buzzed him down to nothing so he's you know he was always wearing a hat all the time just because that's what he's done because he's had cancer like you know three times now so but but now he's absolutely wearing a hat because it's it's when when the hair falls out it doesn't just all leave at the same time and it's so Mm -hmm. when you sleep on 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 your head on the pillow You've got it rubbed raw back there from rolling around. So where you have hair everywhere else, it's it's patchy. I mean, to be honest, it looks like he's got mange almost. So right. yeah, he he's he's definitely wearing a hat. And when he takes the hat off, you can see where the 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 snapback because he only wears snapbacks uh, where it you know rubs the hair. So yeah, mm-hmm. he's you know we appreciate everybody uh, keeping us in their thoughts and in their prayers and staying strong with us and you know just. Uh, we appreciate it all. All right, buddy. All right, we love you, man. We, you know that, right? Have a good night. Yes, Mike. I do. I appreciate okay. it. I'll, uh, I'll catch all right. you all later. All right. Mikey, go get some rest. Right, Mike. Good luck. Good luck tomorrow. Everything. I'm gone, man. Keep I'm out of here. Ginger. Ginger's going home. Good night. <laughs> good night. You know, you, you see a guy like that. He's he's got the um, the silver lining on almost everything. So. His his sarcastic humor or uh, his his wittiness is um, a tribute to him being able to just uh, um, live life and live life with a smile. You know what I mean? Even though you're getting the bunch of shit thrown at you, so I, I give the guy a lot of credit. I really do. Yeah, he's he's an amazing he's an amazing father, amazing person, amazing friend, and um, you know we uh, the the four of us remaining on the on the podcast tonight want to want to give our best wishes to uh to mikey and his family you know you know on a personal note here is is like you know we talk to a lot of people that are listening uh, we talk in private a lot (laughs) 
We have our own private chat. We, we talk. We, I mean, we yeah, talk daily. Yeah, my wife. My wife has noticed. And, um, my wife has noticed. You know, it, it's uh, so when we get updates on what's going on with Boston, um, the for the longest time, I just don't say nothing because you know, as a dad, it's just how do you even empathize with something like that? I can't even empathize what he's going through because it just hurts too much to even think about my son being in his position. You know, so um, and and. For me, that's that's such a sign of weakness that I can't even put myself in a man's shoes to to try to understand what he's going through, you know. So I sent them a private message, and it's like, I, Mike, it's not that I don't care. I just don't know what to say, man. You know, I, I my my silence isn't isn't that I don't care. I just I can't put to words w- what to say. And Mikey, being yeah. such an upstanding guy, he says, "You said exactly. You, you didn't have to really say." anything by saying this email you said it all you know and that's just the type of guy mike he is and um please keep keep the family in his prayers let's see this guy through this let's see uh, boston strong Absolutely. i mean he, he's our he's our guy so let's let's keep boston going anyways yeah. strong for yeah, boston strong for boston um but getting you know as we venture back to the seas pavilion um Tim, is there anything you'd want to see them do to this? Like, is there any one major thing you'd want to see them do to the pavilion here? I just want to see them give it the love it deserves. I, I, I mean, I, like I said before, I think they half-assed it. I want to see them go full bore, you know, redo the tanks, you know, get some more fish in there. Yeah. More, do something with coral reef more color. More know, color I, in the tanks. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. You know, Other than yeah. gray. Well, and look, it's... It's Fifty Shades of Grey. That tank smells like fish. <laughs> oh, no, that's Turtle Talk. No, that's the movie. Turtle Talk, That I have never smelt something so horrific than the time I walked into that freaking... That, oh, that theater uh, stinks. Stunk. Yeah. It smelt like the worst monorail I've ever been on in my life. It, it, it smelt worse than that. It, it just It's the carpeted walls. It just keeps everything uh, in that little space. It was humid as fuck. Ugh. It's gross. Sorry. Well, it's the, it's that, and I believe that that theater is one of the old pre-show yeah. theaters where they showed that the movie. The day. The other one became a hallway. The briefing room is what they called it, I think. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know if uh, I, I remember um, the uh, the lagoon at Magic Kingdom, how much effort it took to upkeep things underwater. I mean, they would drain that the the seven or the um, the. We gotta remember too that was outside. Yeah, yeah but that was fully open. Did. But still, even yeah, the Florida sun did. Even that then, one. when they had the indoor sequence, underwater sets take a lot of toll. Uh, the, the water, you know, whatever day glow paint or black light paint that you have it, to use, it takes a lot of toll on it. I can't say that because I've been to um, Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Vegas has this whole little aquarium in one of the hotels. The sun is just as strong, if not stronger, and those aquariums look beautiful. Yeah, it 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 just needs upkeep. It needs caring. I think when they lost the original sponsorship, they didn't know what the fuck to do, and they just kind of all let it go to rot. Yeah. No. Uh, well, which seems to be the um, pattern with Epcot is when they lose the sponsorship, the the ride as it was just completely goes well you got to remember you're i mean with a loss of a sponsorship you're losing a good chunk of revenue each month each year 
And that money that was part of that sponsorship would basically go to pay for the upkeep of that pavilion. So you see things take a toll because Disney isn't going to want to spend all of, you know, spend all of their own money. Like, you know, unfortunately, they want to make Adam some money. They want to make the shareholders money. Hell yeah. And well, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're going to stick all this money into, this, Thanks, into a fucking place where most of us are never going to see it. I have no desire to go there in the next decade. All right. So how much money are we sticking over there that should be where your money makers are? And that's right here. And And I think that's what the general population doesn't understand, that. The Shanghai effect is going to be long term. It is not. Oh, they'll make their money back in a year or two. No, you got to remember uh, that's a whole other park to upkeep. That's a whole other thing. And now with Disney Paris yeah, coming but along, you see, I I just have to say they only own they own less than fifty percent. But how much money did they oh, stick into it? Yeah, right. Not as much as everybody's making it out to be. I mean, honestly, I mean, it, they still had investors. They didn't own the. They still don't own the park outright. If they need to pull out, will they lose money? Yes, but they can. There's there's back out options on it. I mean, I can't sit there and blame this all on Shanghai. I, I blame it morally on mismanagement. I blame it more so on, you know what? Oh shit, this is a problem now. Instead of being proactive, now they have to be reactive. You know, these sponsors are never guaranteed to last forever, no matter what the freaking But don't you think is. us and as the consumer, that we spend the money to go there to to Epcot, that we are better than seeing a MacGyver exhibit that's that's being just, just crutched along with duct tape, you know? Well, but that's the problem. I mean, this was also before when they – I mean, when you think about what happened with Norway in this situation – they haven't got money from Norway in a bunch of years and pretty much lost the sponsorship of the pavilion. So Disney came in and said, hey, fuck you. You're not taking care of this. We're going to do what we want. And were people upset about it? Yes. But if they would have been that proactive with this pavilion, we would have a totally different pavilion. It's yeah. already built. Everything's there. You just got to take care of it. Well, and let's see what come over and take care of it then. Cross promotion. That's a topic Disney's for another show. It. Yeah, well, neither yeah. is SeaWorld. It's true. Well, neither is SeaWorld. Sure come back. Yeah, you know, SeaWorld is, again, totally different topic, but SeaWorld's taking care of their shit. Are they going to have problems for a bunch of years? Fuck yeah. But you know what? They have rides, they have stuff coming. Just give it some time. I think SeaWorld will be back. Maybe. I mean, it might not be it might not be something that we recognize it as right now, but it'll be back. I think I think the SeaWorld concept of animals on display like that and the performance aspect is going to you're going to see that slowly sure. die out and they will become more like a zoo slash theme park. Nothing wrong with that. No, and and look, it can work. It's already, it's already yeah, happening because they're now more. They're focusing more on roller yeah. coasters now. Yeah. But and uh, they can turn. But uh, you know, here, here's what they need to change for that. They can that lounge. What is the name of that lounge that's up there? That the Living Seas Lounge. Change that into a D, change that into a DVC the lounge, Salon. and we're done. Oh, absolutely, and and that right. and that is a great idea <laughs> because, I mean, I, I I'm going down with Tim and Adam, and they'll get me up there, but. That is a great idea to get For a people. small price. <laughs> I'll buy you some whiskey. <laughs> McAllen 12 double cast. Okay. What uh, fuck do I get? 
You get Tim drunk. Oh, yeah. good. We get to play Bill Cosby. Joy. That's fun. You know, not, not even a DVC. They're just yeah. making a lounge. Make it someplace bar? cool sure. to hang out in Future World. Because listen, nobody spends time in Future World. Everybody World spends showcase. over to World Showcase now. Why? Because you can yeah. sit and you can get drunk. You go from pavilion to and pavilion. And that's the thing and you is, if drunk. you made a second half of the drink around the world, drink around Future World would be a phenomenal idea. You can have an, uh, you know, I, I hate to take it from Disney Springs, but the Edison Electric Company restaurant and bar that's going to be going in there, put something like that. Put an old-time lounge over in the Energy Pavilion. Put a uh, speakeasy at the, uh, at the Living Seas Pavilion. I mean, how cool would that be? I mean, I'm, I think that's the you know the new concept of bars, and I think it would be a great addition to the Living Seas Pavilion. Small bites, uh, good drinks, and keep people in Future World. Keep them around the area. Yeah, you can walk into Epcot and and walk through Future World. There'll yeah. be nobody. Yeah. I mean, literally nobody. Well, that's walk not out true. To... The Land Pavilion is always well. That's land. because of Soren. Well, because Soren. I mean. Some of the some of the attractions are never going to have a big draw. It just happens at every theme park, everywhere. I don't care what. The older the attraction gets, the less of a draw it is, except for the nostalgia factor of it. You see it in all the parks at this point, from Magic Kingdom on down. I mean, it just right. happens that way. So you, you can't sit there and say because it's empty, it doesn't have value. So Adam, what would you change about the pavilion then? I mean, I would, I would like to see it more scientific, a little bit more. I understand you can't get rid of the Nemo aspect, but at the same token, it, it, it just needs so much TLC at this point. You need to open up that pavilion. You need to make it more welcoming as a whole. You can't just have two attractions float that whole pavilion and wonder why it's half of it's empty because everybody's missing everything. I mean, yes. Is it cute to see the clownfish on display? Yes. Can I go to my local pet store and see a bunch of clownfish in a tank? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. Can I see a manatee, though? Uh, injured manatee and the, all the rehab that went into and that, that? And all the things that they do for the other animals in that? Absolutely not. And it, it's missed. And that's it kind of frustrates me a little bit. And that's, and you know, not to go away from... Uh, you know, my my red state kind of base. But I think that would be a great addition is to show the conservation aspect that they do because they do a ton mm -hmm. of conservation work there. They are uh, they are one of the one of the premier facilities oh, yeah. for manatee rehab in Florida. And I mean, I would guess one out of 10 Walt Disney World guests even know what a manatee is and know why they're endangered in Florida. And I think that if you were to educate the common guest on what they do you'd probably have a bigger success rate i definitely agree or put a major attraction in there there's nothing wrong with that look what um soren did for the land yeah and look what soren did for the um why can't i think of the attraction next door circle uh the uh the living with the land living with, living the, land? with the land pavilion look at what it did for that right it's actually Made it so busy, it put it yeah. on a fast class. Yeah. Yeah. You get so the spillover. It, if you get something big enough in there, get people in that uh, that pavilion. I mean, can I do without the restaurant? I'd probably close it if I had to put an attraction and, in there. Yeah, and, and look, that comes to kind of my 
the the one thing I would want to change about it, and I think uh, if you look at what's going on over at Shanghai with the, uh, with, I'm sorry, at Hong Kong with the Iron Man experience, uh, you look at you, what used to be across the way over at uh, at the Wonders of Light Pavilion. This is a premier aspect, or this is a premier chance for a motion simulator deep sea exploration uh, attraction where you go into a, a submarine-style uh, futuristic uh, ride vehicle and do a motion simulator like Star Tours or like Iron Man Experience and make it, make it one, ed- uh, entertaining, but also educational about the sea. You know, pass by uh, the Mariana Trench, who I'm sure, again, one out of ten uh, Walt Disney World guests even know what that is. You know... Go on a deep sea exploration, and I think we can partner up with Mr. Jimmy Cameron here because he is a uh, uh, he's a aficionado of deep sea exploration to to put some education back in this pavilion. That's a great idea. I like that idea. I like it. So before we get started on our closing, um, we are we're uh, coming up on Oscar season and. Um, just wanted to see as as you because you know tonight's the Oscar and, and Jason uh, at this point if you want to cut this out for I guess I don't know I was gonna say what is your prediction uh, what is everyone's prediction for uh, best Disney feature because I mean it's best animated feature but my God Disney's won it almost every year I know I'm gonna say Moana Moana gets it I know nothing about who's even in the running to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, truth be told, it's it's uh, I think Trolls, um, Zootopia, Moana, and um, some other some other movies. But it's it. Truth be told, Zootopia it's going to come down to Moana or Zootopia. My opinion. I love I Zootopia. I, I like Zootopia. I like Zootopia better than I like Moana. I'm not going to lie. See, I like I love them both, and I. I want Moana to win just because I really like the story. You're just a Lin-Manuel Miranda fanboy. Yeah, pretty (sighs) much. Just deal. Kind of. of. You want to have his babies. Kind of. Will it win for best song? I'll (laughs) Ah. give it best song, but I won't give it best animated feature. I'm sorry. The story. Zootopia is very good. Zootopia had a better story. Zootopia had more of a social impact, in my opinion. There was a lot that in Zootopia that mirrors what's going on right now, if you read into it a little bit, and it's not really that far of a read. So I, I think Zootopia should get it, in my opinion. And you know you know what I, I find interesting is that uh, this is one of the very uh, few instances where Disney animation and not Pixar has been leading the animation categories in the last few years. I mean, you look at some of the winners, Big Hero 6, that's Disney, not Pixar. Frozen, Disney, not Pixar, Zootopia, and Moana, both Disney, not Pixar. And I think it's really a testament to Walt Disney Animation that they're maybe by buying Pixar and saying, holy shit, we got to step our game up a little bit because there's yeah, a good portion of time where Pixar, Walt Disney Animation fell long by the wayside. so long for these guys to make, cut, and edit. I mean, when you start going into the computer aspect, what it, for that one scene in Toy Story 3, it took them, uh, I mean, no shit. It took him like seven days for for four or five seconds of animation. I mean, it was, it oh, was easy. just so you know. It might be yeah. the fact that Pixar um, has got stuff in the can that they're working on, but when they do release them, watch out. 
them motherfuckers are going to win. You know, I mean, Pixar is on top of their game. Now, if you want to pitch oh, Disney sure. against the Pixar that came out at the same time, I, maybe we, maybe that's something there. And here's here's the here's the thing I'll say about Pixar is, and I think they're kind of going a little bit in the wrong direction, in that Pixar has really latched on to its, you know, five major films: Cars, Toy Story, Nemo, Incredibles, um, and they've really kind of said, okay, we are gonna we are gonna milk that fucking shit to death. We are doing Toy Story four, Incredibles two. Cars, and don't get me wrong, I love Cars, and I love Cars 2. I know it's probably an unpopular opinion, but I do love Cars 2. Cars 3, I won't say no to that. I do like the series. But they're they're going sequel after sequel after sequel, hoping to get more success, yeah. whereas Walt Disney is not well, right now. Well, you see, now here's the game with this, and I'm going to be honest. There's a reason why Disney bought Pixar, and that's for the damn technology. We wouldn't have a Moana without Pixar. I, I don't care what anybody says. We wouldn't have half the movies that have come out under the Disney title without the Pixar technology coupled with it. So to sit there and think that they're two separate companies right now, they're not. You can call Pixar as much as you can call it Pixar as much as you want, but it's Disney. You can call it Disney. It, it just doesn't make sense to think of it that way anymore. It, it they're interchangeable. You wouldn't have. I mean, if you look at the, some of the end credits. You can see that they're using, they're sharing technology at this point, and oh, no doubt. I mean, John Lasseter is the EP on. Moana. So what? But what does that John tell Lasseter's you? The head of that tells you that it's generally a Pixar movie, just <coughs> okay, under well, the Disney it. title. But as far as Pixar's yeah, main staple, like you said, Scott, Go or what got them to what what gave the name Pixar, um, I, they can milk that shit until I'm ninety years old. I love every mm -hmm. one of them. I love every Cars. I love the planes. I love um, the Toy Stories. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? They don't get any better than that. So the, the Pixar haters that are out there, fuck no, you. I, I love every single one of them. <laughs> oh, I love Pixar movies. I really I do. I, I mean, too. Are, I'm sorry. I should not like, do Who invited it. this guy here? <laughs> I'm sorry. It was Adam, a fucking Adam. bad movie. I don't care what anybody says. Adam, it's got layers. It's got emotion. I mean, it really What emotion did his cars My son have. had to watch that every day for like six it's, months. It's, I apologize. Haven't you ever had an argument with your best friend? We're getting ready so to with this whole Cars that? 2 bullshit. I, I know. Get into it. I'm sorry. However, the oh, I love it's got all, so oh, many yeah, layers. Like an onion that's gone rancid. But no, like a parfait. <laughs> but no, I, I love the Toy Story movies. Don't get me wrong. Can't watch Toy Story three without fucking falling <laughs> apart because that movie's so fucking sad. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, 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 it's like I if I want to rip my rip my heart out and eat it. Yes, I'll watch a Pixar right. movie at this point because there is not one of them that doesn't make you go oh. Fuck, I regret all my life's decisions, and I'm going to cry for about three hours. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you. They are phenomenal movies. I just, I personally, I think that, that Pixar um, is just basically resting on their, on their, their major films, and, and they'll come out with uh, an original title every once in a while. Well, I um, mean, but, I can't. I mean, it, 
People have been look, clamoring for some two. of these. Uh, people have been clamoring for an Incredibles Part 2 since they started making sequels. So you can't tell me that pe- people are asking for it. Why not give it to them? No, I, I don't disagree. But at the same time, I don't think you can get better than Toy Story no, 3 for I agree. an ending. Finish it there. Stop I agree. It. Stop it, John Lasser. You stop it but right now. But that's why it's back. it went back. They're having issues with it because they don't know where to take this storyline. Everything I've heard is that it's not project. It was projected to come out, and I don't think it's going to make its its time zone. So, it was supposed yeah, to be this it's summer. Nowhere near ready, and it's yeah. Well, is the voice I acting done? Tom to, Hanks got his, his say in it. Everybody's voice voiced on. I don't think. Uh, I don't, I don't think, even think, think it got that far. St- I think they're having major problems I don't think they're with past the storyboard. storyboard. Yep, oh, they fucked this up. They'll kill the whole series. No, I mean, I mean, it's without done. a doubt. Well, no, there, and that's why it's it's actually slated for a 2019 release at this point because, quite frankly, I don't see where they're going with this. I don't see where they're where they're going to no, take it's, this. It's, I mean, it's supposed to be some adventure to uh, find Bo Peep, and I mean, it sounds if bad. that doesn't scream as bad as everyone hates Cars too, then. I don't know what does. I mean, we might as well get Brave 2 on the slot, too, then. <laughs> I like I Brave. love the movie, but there's no like point Brave. to having a part two to it. That's what no. I mean. Or up to. Or up to. I mean, look, there's some movies oh, they make. I can't were very deal with good. another up. That movie was the worst they heartbreak were... I ever had in the first 15 minutes of watching any Yeah, film. I have to admit it. That When I'm watching that, I'm sitting here looking at my wife, and we're watching this, and, and then... I'm looking at her and I'm like, are you fucking, are you kidding me right now? I'm a grown ass man and tears are running down my face. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? So, and then I'll tell you what, on that Toy Story 3, when they got dropped into the incinerator, you know, and and we never saw it. There was no spoiler. So we're sitting there Mm -hmm. watching this and, and, you know, I mean, Toy Story has been a part of everybody's life. If they're a Disney fan, I mean, since, I mean, for what, 20 years, I mean, 15, 20 years. And I'm looking at her and I'm like. Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? I mean, you know, like where you're reaching for your spouse and you're like, this is this is the fucking end? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I've been there, man. So Pixar mm-hmm. definitely knows how to kick you in the nuts. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I will not ugly cry in the movie no, absolutely. theater. Absolutely. <laughs> will not ugly cry in the movie theater. I mean, look. <laughs> look, Pixar, Pixar will continue to come out with excellent films. They will, they will be very good. I mean, because Alan Tudyk needs oh, money. He's got to work you know, somewhere, I, right? I, I almost want to donate to him. I'm sure he's probably hurting. Let's... Mm. I, th- I think Alan Tudyk is going to be... He's the. Um, by the way, Alan Tudyk is the voice actor who did like King Candy and Wreck-It Ralph. Um, he was Hey Hey in Moana. Well, you know, you did uh, say something about Disney not making sequels. Wreck-It Ralph 2 is, on, is slated. Yep. No, so, he, it, I it mean, is. Um, again. And again, I that's not a movie that needs a sequel. That was a phenomenal movie for anyone mm-hmm. who played video games as a kid in the 80s. Does not need a sequel. Uh, where are they going to go with this? And it was a fun movie. No, it was no. a great movie, but where, where are you going fun with movie. this? Who knows? Are, yeah, are we going to video fun. game consoles? Because that's the only logical we're going step Call I can of Duty think and taking. freaking World of Warcraft. That's what yeah, we're exactly. I mean, yep. where else are you going? Oh, <laughs> uh, but um, but anyway, enough uh, enough chit chat. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. We want to thank you for joining us again 
Uh, also, as we as we mentioned earlier, uh, everybody needs to go take five minutes to go over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com. Mikey just designed a shirt for um, Adam and Tim are going to be running the uh, what is the Dark Side yes, 10K sir. guys? Uh, the Dark Side 10K in April. Uh, they're going to be down there running, and they're doing their run on behalf of uh, Mikey's son. So he has designed a T-shirt that, if you're a Star Wars fan, and if you hate cancer, and you don't own this which shirt, be everybody. you're doing life wrong. Which should be everybody. You're doing life wrong. This shirt is amazing. It's it's a uh, it says uh, fight like a Sith, uh, uh, fight childhood cancer. It's an awesome shirt. It's gold for childhood cancer awareness. It is. It is a phenomenal shirt, and I think everybody should go over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com and uh, and take a look and buy it. It's on sale. Uh, it goes on sale for every every once in a while, but uh, go buy it because, <laughs> quite frankly, Mikey's family benefits from it. Your awareness around the world, or awareness around the parks, will, will help benefit everybody in uh, who's who's inflicted with um, with any form of childhood cancer, leukemia, or Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's it nothing bad comes of you buying this T-shirt. So go over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com and purchase that shirt. Does anyone want to do? Do we do we want to do a plug in for an, a show this week? Anyone want to shoot? Uh, what about um, Kate? I mean, I she's remember. she's been generous with us. Does, what, does she got a show that we can plug? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's about sports. 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 Plug. I mean, she's good. She's a good, she's right. a good friend of the show. All right. So um, if, you, if you like this show, uh, we mentioned our friend Kate Smith. She's an she's a active uh, podcaster. Uh, she has done a lot of podcasting. Um, she gets around like that. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> she's not going to like that line, so. but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kate, that wasn't she's me. That uh, was Scott. <laughs> she's, she does have a blog, and that's Yoho Yoho, Blogger's Life for Me. Uh, go search for her on on the internet. She's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but she's on a podcast with uh, Meg Veg and um, and our and another one of our good friends and a fellow Cardinal fan, Mark uh, Mark Berwick. They have a show called Mouseport. Go search for it on iTunes. It's it's funny. It's witty. It's good banter between uh, between three friends. Uh, I we definitely recommend it. So uh, that was that Kate, was G rated. You so you the, can let your kids listen. <laughs> yeah, that one's more G-rated than us, certainly. Um, Kate, thanks for the uh, thanks for the uh, shout out on our uh, on our page. We love having you as part of the group, um, and I don't mean you get around <laughs> in a bad way. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but anyways, thank you for joining us this week on Three Sheets of the Mouse. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, go over to iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Leave a review. It helps others find Disney-related podcasts like uh, like this. It helps adults who like Disney find the show. Uh, we, we would really appreciate your support. And uh, if you like the show, leave us five stars. If you do leave us five stars, Mikey's going to send you some topless photos of himself. If you don't give us five stars, Jason's going to send you topless photos of himself, giving you the finger. <laughs> find us over <laughs> on not something. He will, <laughs> he hunt, you will hunt you down. He will show you those photos. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Three Sheets Podcast, the number three, at Three Sheets Podcast. But most importantly, if you want to become part of the Three Sheets Nation, head over to our group page at facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets, the number three again. 
That's facebook.com slash groups slash three sheets. Share your picks in the park. Show us what you're drinking or just chat with us. We love interacting with our fans. We love seeing all the new members. Uh, don't forget to invite your friends to the group as well. So head over there and uh, come get sheet-faced with us. Guys, uh, we know Mike had to go a little early tonight, but uh, Jason, closing remarks. Whew. You know, it's been another week. Um, keep it Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut that law. <laughs> Wait, hold on, law. hold on, Jason. Jason. <laughs> no, you gotta leave that maybe, in. You maybe, leave that maybe in. you also want to thank Walt this time. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Ted. Oh, you know, you, you never pick me first. <laughs> never. <laughs> I, I always pick you first. All right. Hey, listen. Uh, in all fairness, no, guys, listen. Um, <laughs> have a great week. Uh, Put a smile on your face. You know, one thing, uh, Rachel mentioned something to me, and um, and it, it was it was pretty special where we went out to eat tonight, and uh, a little boy come walking past, and he it was all smiles. We're talking two or three years old, and he was all smiles. And uh, that that smile was so contagious because my wife started smiling, and I was smiling because he was smiling, the mom started smiling. And when they say that smiles are contagious, they are. So as of, uh, as an abrasive prick as I can be, um, a smile really softens the hardened of anybody and uh, share it. So, and, and to me, that's keeping it Disney, at least right now. I like it. Adam, what's on your mind? Okay, he wins again. Cause <laughs> yeah, you can't follow that. How can to you drink follow and you know it's really maybe, hard maybe to maybe follow up. So I'm going to start please? asking Jason last because he follows all that. Yeah, please. <laughs> and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> How do I beat that? Well, I, I agree with the smile on your face. Keep it going. Keep it Disney, guys. Speak to you next week. Tim. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to third that. Just have a smile and a drink and stay sheet-faced. So for all of us here at Three Sheets, uh, thank you for your time this time. And until next time, so long for just a while. Welcome, 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 welcome. And thank you!